0: Hello, uh, friends, neighbors, men, check both, neither, non-binary associates, all sentient beings who are capable of interpreting this uh, transmission. My name is Pepper Coyote, and I am joined by a special guest today.
1: No. I'm not here. <laughs> Don't you know how my show works? Yeah. I'm not here. I mean, look, we never get to do
0: uh, like just shows where it's me and you without your format.
1: That's true. Tell so I me. Mean,
0: I, I see. I've known you for a really long time. What is the what is the meaning of I'm I'm not here? I, like that's the thing. You, your thing is the Dragon Show. Everyone yes. should check out the Dragged Show. They can find you on Twitch, all over the place, YouTube, etc. And what your intro usually is, they'll be like, eh, no, and then you go, "I'm not here."
1: It's, what does uh, it, that mean? It's uh, Zanny goes, hi, we're the Dragon Show, that's and Ferret. That's uh, Dragon and Ferret together, I am I'm I'm Zanny, this is Elkali, and then my line is, I'm not here. Uh, I had never, never intended to do a podcast. I, I did not think I had anything to say. I never thought there would be anything that anyone would want to listen to, so Zan one day, just was like, nope, we're doing a podcast, and they put down a microphone, and they're like, hi, this is the Dragon Show, I'm Zanny, this is Elkali, and I said, I'm not here. And from that point on, it just continued. So, yeah, just a, just a silly thing. I, uh, I, I, I like fun tradition.
0: It's a good time. Hello, roommate. We are currently taping, and you'll be walking through a camera, which I do not care. But just so you are aware that there is a camera. And audio, <laughs> and audio recording <laughs> is happening. We are, if you cannot tell, live in our hotel room at BLFC, Biggest Little Fur Con, in Reno, Nevada, so, where
1: we just finished the charity auction.
0: We did just finish the charity auction, and we
1: had a bunch of poker
0: chips sell for like over a thousand dollars. Oh two thousand. And then you sold my lunch. Over two. Yep. We sold a bag of chips, a packet of like the vitamin, like emergency vitamin C powder, and uh, a, a little granola bar. <laughs> And we also sold two dollars for thirty dollars.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Capitalism is is truly alive and well. We had a two dollar bill and it went for thirty dollars. It it's pretty exciting. <laughs> These things happen. These things happen. charity auctions. So yeah, that's char- why. I'm- and nowhere else. Charity auctions at FurCon and. I don't know. Banks that are about to be robbed. Those are the two <laughs> places that you will find. What are the banks having like a going on business sale? I'm still fairly certain that they're not going to sell $2 bills for $30. I, I'm imagining a bank with a closing
0: sale and it's like, oh we got money, you want it? You gotta get this shit out of here. <laughs> You're like, yeah I'll take some. I guess I got room in
1: my trunk. I mean, I do get it because the first time I did a charity auction, not running it like at a Furcon, uh, they sold something called Penguin Mints. Have you ever had those? Penguin Mint? Yes. Penguin Mints, yes. Yeah. I had had them for the first time literally a month prior. They were by the company that makes balls. you remember balls? Yeah, yeah.
0: WLS. The, the, yep. They had the, like, the ribbed, ridged for her pleasure bottle. A bottle that is ribbed for your <laughs> pleasure energy
1: drink, yes. They created Penguin mints, which were caffeinated mints. I had seen them for the first time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> And all of a sudden, they're being auctioned off. And I got so excited. I'm like, $10! And then somebody next to me said something. And I didn't know what it was. It could have been a number. So I said, $20! Theirs was not a number. So I outbid myself. And Kage noticed. So, yeah. That's how we became up. At least we should run this
0: charity auction. <laughs> you look like a guy with a head on his shoulders. <laughs>
1: For
0: look. Our dinner... Okay, so here's a day in our lives. Whenever you're... It's a d- <laughs> if you're ever like... How come it's so hard to find... How come it's so hard to find alkali and or pepper in like casual social situations? Here's a, a peek into our schedules. Oh we God. are now dealers. So we are somewhere... We have to be at dealers by... You know, like a time. We're not necessarily time. exactly, <laughs>
1: exactly on time. Because we do late shows. Let's talk to you later. There, you are way more on time than I am. Pepper I gets, gets up in the... It. You're very good at it. Pepper gets up in the morning and the first alarm goes off. And Pepper daintily touches their phone with their fingertips. I hear the alarm go off and I'm loading my shotgun. Because it is too goddamn early. Pepper gets up out of bed and showers and gets ready for the day. I get on my cell phone and try not to touch myself. See, the
0: part <laughs> you're missing is when I sit in the bathroom for half an hour also on my cell phone. Uh, Touching or not touching myself Who knows what kind of day it is Yeah it could be one of those touching days Hang out in the shower I sit crisscross applesauce on the shower floor And pumice my foops Because I do not have naturally Like well taken care of feet And they get gross if I don't have a maintenance plan Where I must remove The layer of angry gross skin (laughs) Daily Or fucking god will punish me With the worst smelling feet on the planet (laughs)
1: I just like having a shower that I can sit down in. It's just like oh, I'm tired. It's
0: <sighs> relatively large, so we get up. We spend most of our day in dealers, and then dealers ends here. I think at like six o'clock, and then that's when paneling's usually already been going. Usually, like okay, you have a panel at five, and in your case, it was like what? F- uh, you're like two, five, um, seven, it. ten, yeah. and then maybe something at midnight if they're really mean to you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So it's like, oh, we should go get dinner. It's like, if you mean by go get dinner, the second a panel is done, I step out and you go, ta da, here's your dinner. Yeah. I am revealing it on a plate and we immediately have a table and we sit and eat. Yes, I would have time to go eat dinner. <laughs> but if you mean, let's go find everyone, that's about an hour. Get in a car, oh, get to the place, God. get your reservation, that's about an hour. Eat the food, it's about an hour. Get back to the con, it's about an hour. So it's like no. a
1: four hour commitment.
0: Yep. <laughs> and, and it
1: sucks because I want to. Oh, I want to so too, bad. but the problem is multiplication. That's the whole problem with going out to dinner. How many people do you normally invite out to dinner? Three, one, one? okay, one. Let's like we'll start a, with a one. A
0: couple asks one extra person. Yeah, we got three. And then
1: one extra person asks two extra person, and they'll both of them ask three extra people, and all of a sudden the entire con is going to Cooper's Hawk. We need a table for forty. Thousand, please.
0: We started. We tried this. We were going for a table for four. We had a table for nine. And then we had needed a tenth, which was Alkali. somehow. Somehow you yeah. did not get a chair. I, I, I
1: <laughs> stood too long. My bad. You somebody somebody, somebody grabbed my chair.
0: Sorry, buddy. We are going to... Uh, uh, if you're listening to the audio-only version of this, you're hearing just like the ambiance of the hotel room. We have the, the little case of water we have down here. And I Our was bar- playing footsie with. My bad. Bud bar- Lights... Going on. There's a bottle of what it just says blueberry on it. I don't know what's going on with that bottle?
1: Uh, that is a homemade blueberry mead from a furry who gave me the first batch of that years ago. This is an aged bottle of the same thing, which is concerning because I'm not a wine connoisseur, but I do enjoy my wine. And um, blackberry, blueberry, any kind of fruit wine, that's not exactly keen candidate for aging, so I'm not exactly sure if I'm going to be drinking something delicious that has mellowed out due to the tannins just mellowing in time, or if I'm drinking vinegar, so we'll know in a few <laughs> days.
0: Alright, so this is last minute politics. Alkali is a frequent friend of ours that we like having on the show, and we, you'll notice that, oh, there is no Dragor at the moment. Dragor had some just, I say, I'm going to say medical issues, which will make it sound like either worse or less. Not COVID, they had stomach yeah. things, and they changed their flight to go home early because they were essentially, they were just spending all day in bed Having yeah. a hard time. We didn't get to do one panel at the end where they they summoned all of their strength.
1: <laughs> summoned all of their strength and then immediately someone's like, Would you like a drink? And they're like, No. no. They're like, well why not? Like, stop it. Stop forcing <laughs> God damn it.
0: So that's why you're not hearing Dragor's beautiful voice today. Mm. So this is last minute politics and we have a couple of political things to talk about. Which, unfortunately, like, if you've been alive uh, anywhere in the world, especially in the Western world or the U.S., paying attention to the news, it's like, which of the 25 shootings are we supposed to talk about today? I'm going to do one more thing before that, so we have a little bit of buffer time before we get into complete misery, which is the baby formula shortage, which is kind of related to our charity here at BLFC's cat food shortage. By cat, I mean tiger,
1: and by food, I mean Raw meat. Yeah, antelope. (laughs) Just (laughs) gazelles. Like a deer. (laughs) We need one deer a week. Well (laughs)
0: like uh and you like listening to this, you you may or may not think I'm like it's ever being too hard on whatever corporation. The way I understand it, uh the charity uh are big is like a it's a big cat rescue. Yes. Yeah. And they had some company that was uh out of just the goodness of their hearts and their desire for tax breaks. Their desire for tax breaks. They were giving them meat for either free or next to free. They were helping out with their food budget. Couldn't and, and now that has become too expensive for them because of the supply chain. or And that has now stopped. And they're hoping that we're, we're trying to fill in Well,
1: on the top gaps. of that, agreed, but on top of that, the supply chain has hit the cat food, too. So now the food that they were getting for free, they are buying in bulk in its entirety. And the food they were buying already for the animals has doubled in cost. So they went for... I mean, and really think about that. Think about a, as as, like, head of a household. If all of a sudden, one week, your food budget is X, and the next week is X to the second power... That is a life-changing event. So, yeah, this charity came in. Uh, and it's not the first time they've been here at BLFC. So, them Amen. coming in, it's it's really weird for me because I talk to every charity. Um, one of the first things I do is, okay, what are you guys doing? Because I don't want to ask people for money. Like, hey, let's get money for this charity. We know it's going to help the animals. But I would like you to know what's what you're doing for the animals. Charities are constantly like, oh, we're building a new wing on our facility. Oh, we, we yeah. want to get a vet on site, which is always an amazing one. Some, they're like... We need to pay for food! Yes. And Everything we went to shit! <laughs> the same kind of
0: issue, but to, a, to a, a different kind of degree. Not that I do not care about big cats. There is a shortage of uh, human food in the form of baby formula, which is being, ki- I guess, kind of addressed at this point. When I wrote this in my notes, it, it wasn't. But uh, going before I jump entirely into that, like what you just said, imagine your food budget is X. And then uh, that changes. Even if we aren't going as dramatic as double, I've seen people who are like throwing off, oh, people are all complaining about these price hikes, and they're using it as an excuse to be angry at our leadership, and I think that is unfair. You can't be angry at our leadership. Prices have only gone up a bit. I'm sorry your Lunchable used to cost a dollar, now it costs a dollar ten, and I'm like, yes, ten cents in isolation seems like whatever to you if you're in a privileged enough position to have that But if you have X number of people to feed, you're... Prices have gone up by 10%, <coughs> which means oh you just are going to buy 10% less food. Yes. It just ends up with, we now must eat 10% less, which isn't an easy or light decision for a lot of people. And now put that on baby formula, where you have,
1: there's not, oh, just go get this food instead. <laughs> Dude, it, it, look, I think, and I I'm, I'm, I might even be raw, off on this, I heard it recently, but I believe uh, 60% of Americans cannot... And that's not a, you know, like, oh, they'll have to figure it out. No, physically cannot pay a surprise $200 bill today.
0: I remember it was six because that was like a Bernie Sanders talking point, but, like, I know what you're getting at. 200 I probably believe, yeah, sure.
1: This is just something recent I just heard, and it could have been, you know, blown up, but none of that matters because it makes sense to a point. You are working job to job. You are working as many jobs as you need to survive. Your job doesn't pay you more because groceries cost more all of a sudden. You've already figured out what... And if you're living check to check... I mean, dude, I had a coworker who made 125000 a year who lived check to check. <laughs> Even at that level, they were just like, Oh, I'd love to go to Costco, but I can't afford $80 worth of toilet paper. I need to buy it $20 at a time. And it's really fucking funny, but if you bring it down to what a normal person would make who works check-to-check, all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I'd love to buy that Lunchable for 110 but I also fucking need toilet paper. So no, it really doesn't work when you don't look at it from such a macro point of view. If you look at the micro, it does not fucking work, because you have to talk about an individual who's living check-to-check.
0: A lot of these issues, and this is like where the, I guess the politics part comes in, because we, we look at this, we look at uh, like the Marxian phrase would be like the chaos of production, where companies just kind of make. He just says anarchy of production, but I don't want to get confused with like actual anarchists and anarchism. When they say anarchy, they really they mean chaos, like the lazy inter, like definition of anarchy. The chaos of production, shit just gets made, and then like you hope someone will buy it, and there is no logic or control mechanism to decide what gets made. Like based on well, okay, so really quick, it's even, it, that that there it is. It's there is based. a
1: control mechanism. It is money. It's just not a very good control mechanism. So
0: you end up with it is very easy when you when you continue to keep in mind that money is the only driving factor of our current mode of production. Profit motive is the, the thing. Yeah, and that's not me like d- talking down. An economics professor would say the same thing. That's... profit is the motivating force. Like you do well negotiating. The goal is profit. Yeah. When doing this, the goal is. U.S. law dictates that your board must make decisions that will lead to the maximum profit. profit. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. so, take think about a baby formula company. If every single thing in our lives that we need to survive is based on a is a put onto a free market economy, meaning based on profit and nothing else, you end up with situations where manufacturer that makes this one specific kind of baby formula that is good for certain allergies that certain infants have, to the point where like that's what they have to eat. They can't breastfeed because allergies. They, like, they need this one kind of formula. Well, they decided just to, like, I guess stop making or cut back on that because it wasn't making them enough profit, profit. It was, like, too much of a pain in the ass, FDA, I don't know. But for whatever reason, whatever free market reason, profit-based reason, they stopped making it completely. Like, this one company that made the thing, and that went from a mild baby formula where kind of, like, supply is a little low. People can't get it. To if you need that one specific kind of baby formula, the supply is Zero. And Biden has, like, flown in some formula from Europe, and isn't it weird, isn't it wild that he has no ability to just go, Hey, we need this formula. Make it. We'll pay the people that work the factory. We'll do the, like... We have the biggest, most sprawling government ever known to man. (laughs) And we... Sorry, we're just at a baby formula. I hope the market decides
1: that it's worth it to make more. A free market, man. It knows best. <laughs> if it wasn't making enough money, it's not used, right? It's only We only need one metric to de- judge it by, and that is how much profit did you make? Mattresses are one of my all-time favorite. How often have you bought a new mattress?
0: <laughs> Personally, none, and Morris is real mad because he's like, I want to buy this mattress. I'm like, I don't have the money to do it. If you want to buy it, buy it. And we sleep on it, and he's like, let's buy that <laughs> It's a source of contention in our relationship. You will still bring it up years later. Oh, you can talk about that mattress. (laughs) Awesome. How often do I buy a mattress? Tell me about mattress. The mattress market.
1: Oh, think of it this way. You've been to a mattress store, entire stores, (laughs) when driving around. You see a reasonable amount of mattress stores.
0: Mattress stores. How often do you buy a mattress? mattress? You might buy like four in your life.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So now, think of the cost of a mattress. You just said it. You can't afford a really good mattress. Uh, When I was working my job, I went all out. I would like to sleep Perfectly. It will never happen. I would enjoy that. The mattresses that we were looking at between two and three thousand dollars. Do you really think there's two to three thousand? Do you think there's two to three hundred dollars worth of material in those? No, it's the time cost. Because the free market has determined that a mattress is worth the time cost that it will take before you have to get a new mattress. Makes sense on paper. But now figure this out. How many mattress stores do you see while driving along? By my father. On Ridgeland Avenue in Palis Heights and Evergreen Park, Illinois, right around that area, there are four mattress stores on one street. A mattress store is lucky if they sell three items a week. Three items a week wow. keeps that store in business. Why? Because of the free market, as you're saying it. Because of the time cost. Because you're only going to buy one mattress in every 10 years. Which means you are paying for the fact that you don't need more than one of these. It's really you are paying for it.
0: Mattresses specifically, that whole like, you said uh, like, what was it one two thousand dollars? I remember when we were mattress shopping, like my parents doing it, like the higher end Certas were oh, three yeah. to six, absolutely up to ten, and that's not even like adding in special options. Yep. What happened? Tuft and Needle came out and, like we we'll mail a mattress to your house in a fucking box for eight hundred. Yep. And suddenly Certas cost. Eight
1: hundred. Mm. <laughs> what are the prices based on? <laughs> <They> just <laughs> well. That's uh. That's what killed up my industry. It's yeah. A, oh yeah, no. It was it was us outpricing each other. When when I started working in my field, I, I was a commodities broker. They had commission fees, so that's
0: our the A commodity. That's that's a manufactured good, right? That's a manufactured good. Yeah. yeah commodities are, are like apples. All oh, right. It'll be the raw steel. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Raw shrimp was a commodity that died. Uh, Class three milk. Uh, Yeah, stuff like that. That's a commodity. But basically, we used to have, uh, we still do, commissions. So you'd have to pay the exchange for trading on it. That was a given. And you'd have to pay your broker for facilitating the trade. Now, you could go do it yourself, but, you know, it's the futures (laughs) commodity industry. Specifically made to be too complicated that if you don't know what you're doing, we will make sure you fuck up and pay us. But then, you know... I remember when I started, I think commission rates were around 25 to $20 per contract. Like, ridiculous. People are doing hundreds to thousands to tens of thousands of contracts a day. This is back in the heyday. This is when everyone was a fucking millionaire. And then some big companies came along. Uh, I'm not going to name them, but you know, they were more tailored to, hey, you got some money? When you do stocks, you want to try the really dangerous one? You could do that for less money. We'll do you $10 commissions. You're
0: talking about consumer trading.
1: Uh, Yes. Yeah, but uh, consumer commodities trading is dangerous. Yeah, I was going to say
0: commodity. That's not usually like when people are out doing like the GameStop shit. That's not commodity. That is not. That is a stock. Yeah, I've never been like trying to buy commodity. What would it? It's not a stock of what do I? What is a share of commodities called? A share?
1: Uh, If I have money in, I don't know chalk. Okay, let's go gold. Okay? Gold. If I have money in gold, so who do I buy? If you have a share in gold, in the actual futures commodity gold, you own 1,000. buying a future. You're buying a future, That's and you own 1,000 troy ounces if your commodity is deliverable. So that means that at the end of its session, so if you buy if a September gold, if, if you keep it and it expires in September, when you, which is what you bought it for, you then take delivery of 1,000 troy ounces of gold. And it's not like they're going to show up at your house and be like, here's your gold. Like, no. Like, it's a
0: piece of paper that says money.
1: a piece of paper that says money. Like, you know, the oil is a perfect one. Crude oil went negative in price because it was coming to uh, time to uh, have to take delivery, but no one had any place to store Nobody it. Nobody actually wanted that oil, <laughs> right? No, oh, oh, everyone wanted it because it was it cost it was negative thirty two dollars a contract. So they'll give you thirty two dollars, but where are you going to put it? Yeah, you can't have <laughs> forty tankers sitting on your front yard. <laughs> you can't fill up your pool with crude. So yeah, no, it was a uh, it was an interesting time. But basically, that's what happened. We outpriced ourselves. It was twenty five dollars per contract. And then ABN Ambro came in and was like, well, we want to try it with, you know, regular people. Do commodities training, you know, so they can go broke and die. So they can fuck themselves. Oh, big time. Big time. Because you don't understand what you you're doing. Y'all
0: heard about crypto? This is the precursor. Oh, Jesus just Christ. Just getting randos to th- dunk their life savings into a market that they do not understand.
1: Oh, we had one group that we were convinced just goes to old age homes. We're talking about people with $1,000 accounts. Trading a single contract of corn at a time because that's all they could afford. And by the way, a single contract of corn was like ten thousand bushels of corn. And they're just like, yeah, uh, give me this here. All right, you you, you just bought a corn at forty-eight and a half. Okay, cool. All right, it's forty-eight quarter. You're on a margin call. I have to liquidate. Bye. You're done. <laughs> uh, sorry. Like that's it. A- Better luck next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> and so, it's gone. Exactly. And that Which was just fine guess. when
0: it's when it's gigantic goof companies playing with fucking monopoly money. Yeah. Who just do not care. Oh, absolutely. For billions and billions. They're guaranteed I, to make money. For the a thousand very dollar sh- fucking accounts are yeah. the ones where it's like that's gone. It's like gambling. You have, you you win money at gambling if like, or poker I should say certain games that are you know, if you can stay in long enough and have enough money and the system is intended to function like that. Yeah. Those with the money to hang. Will eventually see
1: returns. Yes. But if you just come in with one, ah, I lost. Uh, that's it. it. Black, babies. 20 on black. And, ah. then, and then again, I told you, $25 when I first came in. What do you think my lowest commission rate? And this is really. So this is like per contract? Per contract. You said they've been driving down, right? So this is a lower? Way name? down. So it started at 25 bucks uh, a contract. Five, five? Five bucks a contract? Not even close. Is it like cents now? Is it like 25 cents? Ago? Because I had to split it with the company 3.5 cents per contract. Damn, it's like Spotify streams. Yeah. That's what happened. <laughs> and then, you know, people ask me, it's like, oh, how do I get into your industry? Or why don't I leave my current position and go to another one? Which, you no, know, I just got shit canned. Well, that was way better. That's why. No one can afford to pay people to do what we did because, again, we're not doing anything special. We just know the rules. So we learned the rules, we will do it for you, and never tell you the rules because we don't want you to do it yourself, Yeah. but we're only making 3.5 cents a contract. So, yeah, you, there's no more jobs like mine.
0: This is where we get here a little side quest for us. This is where we get into, like, working class, owning class, because we would assume that, like, oh, Alkali, Alkali's worked on the... On, he worked directly for the machine, for the stock market. Yep. Therefore, he is a capitalist. And it's like, well, what's Alkali's relation to labor? That determines mm-hmm. class. Did Alkali... Uh, skim the excess labor value of various employees that worked for Alkali while not working? Or did Alkali sell their labor to a person who collected the excess value of Alkali's labor upward? Yeah. One of those is the capitalist one of those is the laborer and even though you're in an industry that is kind of bullshit and fake Yeah. Very, <laughs> very much so Your labor did not produce a product but you still were doing labor yes. <laughs> and the fact that you just got shit game because someone just went, fuck them Yep. Uh, proves which side of the class divide you are on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost more clear than any fucking analogy I could make. If you were on the upper side of that, you would have failed into an upper job.
1: Oh, well, that's one of my favorites right now is them not believing. Because they've all, you know, I had a bunch of them. It was like, oh, hey, don't worry. I got a guy in a desk. You can come over here. and was like, nah, I can't do it anymore. I don't know. Like, well, what are you going to do? Like, actually, you know that show I've been telling you about? I'm I'm going to try that. I'm going to do the Dragon Show full time. Oh, yeah, yeah. But what do you do when you're done with your hobby? Like, No, no, I, I make money off of it. Oh, yeah, I'm working. Like, no, no, like how much money to live off of? Like, yeah, okay, so I know that when you and I had an argument before and I asked you how much money it takes to live and you had to bring up that, well, at least you need enough helicopter money. Yeah, when you said that, I mean, I don't need a helicopter. I don't need a house marm. I don't need a cleaning crew, and I don't need a so- chauffeur. Dude, you can live off way more money than you. And they're just laughing. They're like, I, you're going to do your own lawn? <laughs> you, you have like the articles of those people who are like, how blah, blah, blah,
0: it makes 300000 a year and it's still paycheck to paycheck. It's like those fucking people. Which is funny, because some of Alkali's ex-coworkers were on the other side of that divide. Absolutely. In that they're like fail-sons of like, here, have a job just to give you something to do. <laughs> like, I am the hedge fund father, you are the hedge fund son. And you- <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> when Alkali fails, Alkali has to continue, he he will, is been further proletarianized. He must work even, he must do even more labor-selling to, okay. So, like, how can we combat all the bullshit we were just talking about? Because if we already take kind of at face value that our system is, like you just said, intentionally made complicated for the purpose of hiding how much, like, robbery is going on. Yeah. How how many people in nursing homes you're grabbing (laughs) their fucking little thousand dollar nest egg, whatever. So, what can we... We are in a world right now where gas prices need... Control. Yeah, certain prices just need to be controlled, and if you say that in America, people just knee-jerk recoil from that. Like that sounds like a communism.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> but there. Look, there's aspects of that that help everyone. Yeah, the problem is the corruption, and that's what th- that's always going to be the counter argument to it. And in fact, it's, it's a my series counter-argument. of dudes jumping into an
0: industry, yep. breaking as much shit as they possibly can, grabbing the bag, and getting out. Yeah. And then the
1: next guy does the same thing. Yes. And then the next guy does the same thing. And the rules are set up to facilitate that. Yeah. And that's the biggest problem with it. You you can't facilitate the changes that you want to do because we don't have the capability of putting someone in there who will actually do what at the heart needs to be done. Because that is impossible
0: want... to do in the rule set.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You can't. It's to. I mean... <laughs> imagine being in charge of trying to balance out the prices of a commodity that is used by what? I I don't actually know this number, but I'm gonna guess 85% of Americans. Gas is going to be used by 85% of Americans. The amount of power you are giving to that person, that committee, that group, it doesn't matter because power does corrupt to a point. And unless you have a literal saint sitting behind that trigger, who then needs to convince other saints that what they're saying is good? Which that will never happen either, because no matter how good your idea is, somebody else is making money off exactly the opposite of what you want to do, and it just—it's it, it, just a self-perpetuating system right now. Nobody wants to hear
0: nationalized uh, fossil fuel industry, but I tell you what—in the situation we're in now, where suddenly gas—suddenly pr- even gas prices are like five, six, seven dollars, depending on where you live and like what your town is going through. It, wouldn't it be nice if all of that, not all of that money, some of the insane quantities of money that come from our natural gas industry, it's the, big, it's the most profitable industry in the entire world, right? Is there a more profitable industry than natural gas? Okay, so the
1: answer to that is yes, but it's p- p- picking straws. So, yeah. But so, th- like, wouldn't yeah. it be great if all of that just
0: crazy amounts of money went even partially to benefit the people of the country that, like, the oil's getting sucked out of and... Then when this kind of thing happens, we can go, oh, don't worry, we have our, like, price control fund for the, our, I don't know, our petrol stabilization fund that then you, you can have, like, a guaranteed price where the people in Texas who are like, I'm Jimbo and I own this tiny oil field, like, get a guaranteed sale price. You should also do this for things like food, by the way. This sure would help the farming industry. Oh, uh, they what, get a guaranteed no, sale cities.
1: price. come on. You never end up
0: with that, oh, sorry, gas costs negative money, right? Now. Like, that would never happen again. And when you're in situations like this, you can even out that price. I don't think, ra- and then you'd be like, oh, you mean, like, rationing? It's not an issue of not having enough even right now. They are voluntarily not drilling to keep prices higher. Yep. They are controlling
1: supply and demand because they just can do that. Here's a fun <laughs> one for you, and this is real. Uh, I traded crude oil. Crude oil is the the product that's going to turn into your gasoline. Exactly. Uh, I could tell my father to go fill up on gas because (laughs) I knew when there would be a price hike. And here's the shitty part of that. I would always know because there were spikes. Crude oil spiked. You knew the next day would have a price and would have a gas spike. Never came back. It's not that the spike, because this is a commodity. It spikes because there's a hurricane hurtling at one of the facilities that drills for okay it might be shut down it might be shut down time to hedge we're going to put money into natural gas we're going to put money into arbob and we can get out of our crude so all of a sudden crude prices start to start to skyrocket there's going to be a shortage so crude prices go up and up and up hurricane goes away the moment that happens the moment the safety net is there that is no longer uh, the, the it's no longer volatile the vix is no longer paying attention to the crude oil the moment that happens, everyone unwinds. We're not talking about somebody sitting there at a computer. They hit the button, and they're done. They get out of all these positions, they get back into their crude, and you'll watch the crude oil that goes, Over the course of a day, over the course of a day, over the course of a day, and here comes actual gasoline prices, and here they come, and here they come. Oh, there's no hurricane, and here goes crude oil prices, and here's gasoline prices. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, they don't need to bring it down. Why would you
0: want less money for your product?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because it's already there, and they know, and I mean, there's studies on this. They know that we're not going to notice a price. that It goes here, and it goes up. Everyone's going to talk about it. It doesn't matter if it's one cent, five cents, ten cents, it's fine. It's here now. It going down suddenly, no one talks about it. It staying up here and going down slowly is just what we accept. We've accepted it. We accept the fact that cro- crude is going to spike, we're going to pay more for gas, and sooner or later maybe it'll come back. That's when in actuality, kind of so it was not even paid for. Don't forget these are, yeah, futures. These are futures. No one's buying This isn't crude. even real oil. Yes.
0: Re- sorry, There aren't even real sales prices of actual sales that happened. It's, it's
1: called a hedge. It's a future. Right. You know, a potential... What you are doing is... I know I need to sell so much crude. So on this day, I know I need to sell it here. I'm gonna sell it on a future at the price where it is right now. Now in the future, if that price is way down, if oil's not worth as much, it doesn't matter. You already sold Sold your crude as a future. You're gonna make money on the futures contract. You're gonna lose money on selling your crude oil. So you sell the futures contract, make your money, sell the crude, make less than you thought, you hedged, you made the same amount. Other way works too. It goes way, way up. Yeah, you lost money on the future, but you're selling your physical crude higher. It's a hedge. It's a way for a corporation to be able to take that money and be able to say, at the end of this month, at the end of this quarter, at the end of this year, we have a really good idea of what we're going to make because we have a level that we are going to be inside because we've hedged. And then come the speculators. People that worked with me. Who make all the
0: side bets on That just,
1: yeah, it's just like, you know, I think crude's going to go up today. Everyone buy. (laughs) Crude went up today. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Unfortunately, again, the system is made so that rich people can play this gambling game, which, well, it is educated gambling. Yes, you can do your research. I would never just sit here and say that all commodity and stock trading is gambling. But because you don't know what's going on, depending on your personal wealth level, the poorer you are, the more you're gambling. It's just that simple.
0: I want to throw out a little caveat because you actually work on a market that. Because people will be like, "What do you mean, Pepper? Like, it's it's the commodities market. This isn't just gambling. There are actual there are commodities." And I would say, like, "Yeah, you're correct. Actually, uh, the commodities market is something that I could like in the future will probably continue to exist because it's things. It's actually
1: is useful. actual things. It's." The hedging aspect is useful for farmers. That's what I worked on the grain You're floor, describing
0: basically a shittier version of what I was talking about. These are things that are supposed to create yes. price controls. Yes. It's a future. It's, I will maybe have this much wheat at the end of the grow season. And in, like, an agra- agrarian society, back in, like, 1700 style capitalism, it made some kind of space. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, Absolutely.
0: I mean, alright, we're putting some actual risk on the thing, and we as investors want to pay blah 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 farmer, and he gets his guaranteed price for his wheat, and we have the, huh, like, and if that gets fucked up, we have securities, and all that. like, it kind of made sense back in it the does. day. It we does, it does. We have advanced past that in terms of bureaucracy, technology, so we've just studied, like, how yeah. this shit works, our, our whole system being bigger could be a benefit Back when it was just a couple dudes needed to fund some ship to go do whatever the fuck, and maybe the ship will crash, yeah. and you'll lose your money. Like that's how stocks like started, right? That's People insurance, to, but yeah, you got insurance. the right idea. Like yeah. that's how we eventually started us on the path yes. to our ridiculous system we have now. All these layers started getting built. We have the know how and technology to get those kind of results, like the ones like the actual results, the ones like the stated results, not the actual results, doing uh, better. If we reorganize this, reorganize what we're doing a little bit, why can't we guarantee... I've been learning about Vietnam, and I know what they do in these situations, and uh, Vietnam... People will argue about whether, like, just, oh, Vietnam isn't real communism because they have a free market. It's like, well, they're run by the Communist Party, and if you look at their policies, they seem to be giving a shit... They're trying, they're doing the (laughs) kinds of policies that I would be doing if I had, like, well, if we're going to run a country on socialist and Marxist policies, what would it do? And then you look at what Vietnam does, and you're like, that it would be doing, they just don't have a shit-fuck ton of money, they in fact have very little, (laughs) they they are considered a very poor country, even though they have a a humongous wealth of resources, they are the second biggest rice exporter in the whole world Really find India. They're huge Mm -hmm. on rice. Like, rice is where they get, like, part of their money. They have, like, advanced rice growing technology to, they'll, like, go to some of the, like, cool shit they'll do is, like, Cuba was having whatever food crisis. And they'll be like, we're going to develop a strain of rice that will grow really well in Cuba yep here it is
1: <laughs> no, shit like that is actually really cool I love yeah shit.
0: it's nice and it's not like for a you gotta pay a, like a Monsanto we own the copyright on that strain of rice and you gotta pay it. no it's just like they, and, and then Cuba sends them doctors and vaccines and all kind of like they help them with things and it's like this nice cooperation like Vietnam has guaranteed rice prices they have, like, and most of their farmers are co-ops, not how we think of, co- basically how we think of co-ops, but it's, it's more like you run your rice farm, and if shit gets real bad, like, if it's like, oh no, bugs took out half my like you, that's your safety net, is the co-op. People go, well, it's fine, you've been paying into this, we do the thing, you still get your guaranteed price, even though half your crop got wiped out, you're going to get paid for all of it anyway. You have stability.
1: Yeah, and, <laughs> and that's the important part. And
0: they do a similar thing, their oil, their gas prices change once every ten days. They slow it down so it doesn't just change every hour like it does here in the U.S. Oh my! And they hour, have
1: if you have one of the fucking minute. billboards that you can change from inside the goddamn facility, She's going and your oh. neighbor does not. <laughs> are you kidding? I've watched. We had two gas stations across the street from each other. Down I have watched sense. down one cent them coming outside, motherfucker, put up the thing. Down one cent, <laughs> come outside, put up the thing. Down one cent, yeah, no. <laughs> There is a central fund,
0: they're like, petrol stabilization thing, like, that wasn't, I just make that up, it wasn't off the top of my head, it's a real thing, they do in Vietnam. Their gas is still way more expensive than ours, but because of all of the, they, they don't have all, they don't have a Texas, they don't have an offshore drilling operation, they don't have, like, they have to buy their shit on the market, and then they're like, alright, just so we aren't completely fucking people, (laughs) we're gonna, like, try to stabilize this price so it isn't ridiculous, it's not wholly utopianly successful, but it's something.
1: Well, don't forget, with the size of our, like, literal landmass size, uh, our ability to move goods on the interstates. When we built the interstate and actually had a working infrastructure, like, th- think of it in literal video game terms. You're you're taking the largest sieve you can and making it so that everything can be shipped between, with two days between, the, like... No, the that was one of the greatest things America had ever done, and also probably uh, I think with inflation, I could easily be wrong on this. I think it is the world's biggest mega project uh, with our uh,
0: humongous interstate highway system. Our,
1: our interstate highway system, because if you really want to get in, I, mean, I can't get into it right it's now. Cool. But I love uh, infrastructure. I love looking up stuff like that. My city skyline games and stuff that you know I I got into the hobby. You should see how that all worked, because don't forget the, the government didn't go out and do it. Individual states did. The amount of money they were getting. Look up California's highway, the uh, double-decker that goes along the coastline. Go look up the history on that one, and what it took to get made, and how much money they got for, from the government. Shit like that. In-fucking-credible. But at the end of the day, everywhere was connected with everywhere, and that is huge, huge and now our infrastructure is fucking crumbling. We don't have the truck drivers to manage it. We have problems with the uh, the railroad system and we have people that are literally looking for new jobs inside that industry because they keep hearing, well you got about 5 years left before somebody's going to walk in and say you're being replaced by Sally from the Jetsons. Her name wasn't Sally, was it? Rosie from the Jetsons. Rosie, there yeah. yeah. We go. I'm like, I love it.
0: Side infrastructure No, Everyone really likes trains. I like trains a lot, too. I like trains. Short term, since we have that very good... We have... It's not that we have a very good road system, because it's unmaintained. But we do have an extensive road system. And with just a bit of maintenance, it could yeah. be back to its shyness. A less. bit
1: of maintenance on the roads. It's the bridges right now. The bridges now. are real the bad. bridges are a problem.
0: But we don't even have to, like, lay down new... Mm. Ra- you take our road system and do some damn buses. Greyhound doesn't have to suck ass. It could... With funding and like subsidies we already subsidize everything we could choose what we subsidize maybe it could be transportation oh my God. imagine if we just had more buses more drivers nicer buses more routes yeah there is. you don't have to building a railroad is kind of a pain in the ass like it's a big project building the railroad it is a big project if you already have a road right there while you're building the railroad just add bus lines. Add buses. Suddenly, your public transit is kicking ass.
1: Well, that's the part that kills me. You're, you're talking about all this capitalism stuff and letting the money market decide. Okay, then take a look at it. Build your trains where they're needed. You mm-hmm. can absolutely do that. A train is a powerful fucking tool. It is get to, a to from A to B with little effort, little fuel. Everything about trains is good. It's the initial cost. Like, that's... Economics 101, it take a look at your route and build the train where it's necessary. You can do that now. Yeah. You can figure it out and mathematically know, of course this is going to make a product. We have all this that needs to get from here to here. We're going to build this. It will cost this much. It will take this long for us to make a profit. And unless something happens, you know, like COVID, which obviously, you know, that, that's, there it is right there. Oh, we can't build that. What if another COVID happens? So like, well, maybe we'll put on masks this time. I don't know how
0: much you know about the Chicago public transit system and like your are Enough to know that it's bad. bad. Well... At least in uh, Valley Metro is what we have in the Phoenix area. And we have an amazing grid, very logically built-out road system. And if we just had, like I just said, more buses, more drivers, nicer buses. Actually, our buses are kind of fine. Just more of uh, them. We could develop a fantastic public transit system without adding a single extra foot of rail. How does Valley Metro get paid? They get paid. They are They are public, but they're managed by a private company. Like, every public... Yeah. Semi-public entity. When do they get paid? When they are doing construction. What is your incentive to build something really well once when your company only gets paid when it's building shit? They just did a new streetcar downtown. It's built in the lowest possible place. It has no drainage. It is electric. Oh, come on. It doesn't rain often in Phoenix, but it does rain sometimes. <laughs> Puddle. Electricity. <laughs> streetcar. I buy streetcars down. Just not know what happened. A bajillion dollars
1: making this new route. Let's build another one. Da. Better build it again. Got to raise it now. Keep paying us. We are value metro. Well, that's uh, I'm using the wrong term. Uh, super asphalt. Have you seen that? Super asphalt. There now right, no. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's the thing? Are you ready to be angry? Super asphalt. Yeah. It's. I might actually be using the wrong term, but I'll tell you what it is. Uh, think of asphalt. You know, tar, rock. Uh, they grind up old tires. You know, the shit that we oh. have nothing to do with. I think. Air, I think Phoenix actually uses that to, more. Some places this, do
0: that. They that we like coat the top of our roads using the shit.
1: Okay, so and that's a really good start you can replace a decent amount with this material. You know why? Rain. Just when leave. it rains on asphalt, water gets onto the asphalt. Asphalt is semi permeate It, that was the wrong word. Semi-permeable. Thank you. The water gets into there, possibly freezes, expands, water expands, and it goes. The new asphalt is slightly rubber. It's got more of a bend point. It doesn't perfect. matter. To the point where it's fully permeable, and the water can go through it. We're talking about a road... Getting to the ground again. Yeah. <laughs> a road that's supposed to have three to five times the expectancy. But of course, why aren't we using it? Does it cost a little bit more money? It costs a little bit more money. I and mean, Actually, it might even cost a little, like more than a little oh, bit. Oh,
0: because then once you put it in, you wouldn't be able to redo it every year. Exactly. And it's funny that Arizona, I'm like, I think we're doing that where it never freezes. <laughs> yep. So it just doesn't... It's like, good job, you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Morris tells me that he's like, yeah, we take tires, grind them up, and, like, use that as part of our coating. So I wonder if that's actually true or not.
1: Uh, To a point. I mean, it's not that simple, but yes. There's a whole process that it does, but yes, that is what it is, and it's for the elasticity for when water freezes. There's other things to it, too, but, I mean, obviously, steel is as strong as it is because it has such a bend to it because our skyscrapers can sway and has a giant pendulum that no one gets to see that I want to see. (laughs) So we're about to be out
0: of time, but I, and now we're going to get into the, the fucking heaviest and last topic. Because, I mean, it's kind of almost like, well, what the fuck else are we supposed to say? Because everything's, like, been said on it. Mm. There have been, there was a mass shooting, I think, today, wasn't there? It was, like, Philadelphia, Jesus like, Christ. four more people got gunned down. There have been, I think there was five in the last three, fuck, more than that. Obviously, the, I don't even know how to say the town, the one in Texas starts with a U, is it Uvali? Is that the town? I don't know. The Texas shooting, where, like, 19 kids, a couple of teachers, mm. Uh, everybody listening to this knows what I'm talking about. Like, I'm not breaking the news to you. And it's kind of like, where does the conversation go? Because, uh, and people are fed up. Kind of like how you're talking about gas prices. Well, people don't pay attention, then the oil prices goes down. People do pay attention right now. We all know that oil prices are down. We're like, what the fuck? Why is nothing being done about it? We are way past that point when it comes to uh, gratuitous gun violence in America. Like, what the... F- what are we... We have said... Everything that is to be said, every argument has been had, what is actually going to happen? and then it's like, uh, oh, sorry, nothing. We, we, we got we got nothing.
1: <laughs> well, that's because the problem is bigger than that while well, being so much smaller and that's why it's a problem. The problem causing this, and this is not the only problem, Jesus Christ, if we could dumb it down to one problem, it better be fucking done. But like legitimately, lobbying, you can't. You can't do what we are doing. Where a group of people has such a good base because don't forget the nra well yes they do spend the money where they need to to get their lobbyists where they need to be and that's all fine and dandy but the nra's power is in the fact that when they tell their base that something is going on their base Fucking moves. They're a highly
0: effective wedge issue in America and have been for 40, 50 years. And
1: it has gotten so much worse. I'm on the NRA mailing list. You know why? I had a friend who was in the NRA, and once they put my name on an email, one did. of my emails still gets NRA bullshit.
0: You'll never stop receiving yep, nope, <laughs> it. Yep, that's so. Our one roommate, it was a similar thing where they were like, because the NRA did, does, I'm going to say did, I guess, like it had some kind of like sportsman, like, you know, hunting will help you get your certifications and your safety things. Like, it used to be, like, a normal-ass org, so I have my roommate, like, at one point, he yeah. we'll sign up for it. Like, just like you said, he will get the whatever gun magazine until the day he yeah. dies, yeah. because he was once put on this list. They're highly effective, like, they are, a poli- they are a political action committee in the true yeah. sense. Yeah, they are. They are a pack. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, like, so without repeating a bunch of conversations everyone's already had, like, when we get down to what realistically will actually affect things and go... Because if anyone's going to bring up any kind of measure, I need it to be tied to something that would actually affect the thing. If we were talking about, uh, what is it, like age? Like he, It was a legally purchased firearm. It was a technically like a long gun. I don't know. Should I just like... Should I start throwing out things I think will actually be effective? Red flag laws sound awesome on paper where it's like, this person beats up his wife. He should be flagged and then do not sell them a gun. Which, like, yeah, yes, that makes sense. But then you remember who is going to end up enforcing the red flag laws. Who decides who gets red flagged? The cops. Who are they going to red flag? Their buddies in the clan or me? Tommy f- Pep. Tommy <laughs> Pep is getting red flagged. I already have a red flag in my house. Now they're going to put one on my permanent record. And wherever the fuck agency. And then I won't... Like, the kind of people who won't be allowed to buy guns who will be red flagged are, like, queer people. Like, a bunch of... If a bunch of trans people get out and do a march with guns, you're all getting red flagged, probably. <laughs> like, yeah. that's the people who are gonna get red flagged. Background checks? Duh. Like, easy. Definitely. Yeah. Why is that not fucking happening? <laughs> and
1: it's not. It's not. And it's really, really not as hard as... Yeah, man. So, the one we
0: struggle with is people will go, we just have too many guns, we need to remove guns. And I'm too... I, I'm of two minds of this. Like, yeah, I don't disagree that that like if magically tomorrow there were just like all the guns are gone, like that would do something. But you have to recognize that there are what two
1: firearms per American human. Yeah, I mean, here's the problem, and I hate to be this guy, but uh, it's the timetable. We can l- l- uh, reduce the amount of guns. A gun buyback program does work to a point, as proven in Australia. It does now. Is it going to solve the problem? Jesus Christ, no. Going to solve the problem today, tomorrow, next week, not even remotely. But these smaller plans that have incremental steps are poo pooed because at this point we don't want that. We know there's a problem, and that's the disconnect. It's not that the government doesn't know there's a problem, it's that they know that the wheels that they have created will never move fast enough for them to get it to the point where we're not just screaming at them. And they don't care enough for us not to just be screaming at them. Why do anything with? That They can do X. X is not good enough for us, so they're just not going to do anything. I want to
0: contrast that with you should. the 50 to 80 year project that has been overturning Roe v. Wade. That was a patient, it is. one step it at a is. time, make it happen, federal judges, federal judges, get this done, to to once again, do a wedge issue. Not that abortions like don't matter and don't have real effects on people's lives, Oh dear. Right. but I believe that 99.999% of abortions are made, uh, the decision is made on a material basis, which is, can I afford this, family situation, like no one goes... I don't know, flip a coin, have a kid, don't, fuck it. I don't know, should I have an abortion? No one is in that situation. I really don't imagine people... But pro-choice? There's no choice in most abortions. It's, if I don't get this, my life is ruined. There is no choice. It's, do I ruin my life or not? What a choice. But like you just <laughs> said, what that was, was a plan that took... But they got fuckers to, 80... to vote over that yeah they over did over and over and over. Yeah. And it got people to not organize and keep themselves
1: divided over that over and over and over. And, over. and yet we can't talk about school shootings one week after they happen. Because don't forget, we already took care of it. We gave them our thoughts and prayers.
0: The measures that I think... Alright, gun measures I think would actually kind of do something. I think we should absolutely have, like, like magazine capacity. Just the types of weapons we have need to be regulated. I think buybacks for easy one, and this isn't just, I know all the meme people will be like, Oh, AR, everyone's just afraid of ARs, because it's a meme, everyone's afraid of ARs. Sorry dudes, every shooting is done with an AR. They're gone. You gotta stop. Sorry. Everyone decides to use this same gun for the shooting. That one's gone. Cause fuck you. That's why. Cause fuck you. But Pepper, logic, no. Cause fuck you. That is the reason the IR has to go away. If you have an AR, you're a cut. You're a loser. You're a failure. Oh my god. You're embarrassing. You're an embarrassing gun over. Stop owning an AR. Mod that shit to the point where I can't tell. It's a gun for bitches. It's a gun for bitches. Jesus Christ. Get a motherfucking shotgun like an American that has three shells in it. Because if you suck so bad that with three shells you can't take care of whatever monster is attacking you, you need to not have a gun at all. I want to go to the British style. You have long rifles, you have long shotguns. Nothing is semi-auto. Pump action, bolt action, lever action. If you can't hit a deer and need to go... Stop hunting. (laughs) You need to be saved from yourself. I think we can have... like It's not that we can't have... like Again, if it was up to me, I'd be probably like, let's not do... Let's not have quite as many firearms.
1: We have them. We're yeah. gonna continue having them, and, and there's going to be people who won't give them back and because you can't just say, "Give me your gun." It's got to be, "Look, we're trying here. What can we do? You're gonna do the best you can." Here's some
0: money. We'll buy back your AR, replace it with a gun for humans who like who aren't hunting self, humans who have self-respect and can look at themselves in the mirror when they have a, when they own a weapon. <laughs> And not everyone has to own a thing, but like if you're if you're a revolutionary and your goals, if if you want to look at uh, revolutionary movements in the U.S. that were successful, the Black Panthers started their shit by uh, advocating for gun ownership rights. And it's not because they were gunning down people. They would stand on the street corner while the cops were hassling someone, just kind of holding their long rifles, long shotguns that held maybe three shots each, and just were like, no, do what you're doing, man. We're just hanging out. We're just going to (laughs) observe. And suddenly Oakland got a lot less cop beady-uppy.
1: Again, I truly believe that. Like, you kind of hit the nail on the head. We want some change then it doesn't end the day after a school shoot, school shooting we got to keep it. we got to keep the conversation going and no matter what we come up with just like they did we got to be ready to be in it for the long haul cuz it's not going to ever be done it's not going to be done in our generation our generation that. has fucking decided what we are doing with guns and what we're doing with guns is fucking school shootings like that's just it's we're not ending this now but if we stop talking about it we're not ending it ever
0: sure and I think if you want to talk about what stops uh, mass shootings from happening, it's all this boring, preventative shit where it's like, why are people getting so frequently to a point where they think their only option is to go gun down a lot of their fellow Americans?
1: I mean, now you're getting into healthcare it's, in America, <laughs> mental health care. It's a combination
0: America. of, if people don't have prospects, yeah. if people don't have any way out in their minds, if like things are never going to get any better for them, that's what leads to this kind of stuff. And this isn't me feeling sympathy for shooters... But we have, like, this is a societal problem. They will have a societal solution, which isn't just, "Ah, I got to get all the bad guys right before they walk into the school. Get them right at the end. We are, like, out of time and got to go to closing ceremonies because we are at BLFC. I definitely want to talk about this more, but
1: we could talk about it forever. Yeah, this would be an all-day topic. Because you and I have very, we obviously want the same outcome. We have very different ideas, and I genuinely enjoy talking to you about it. uh, Because we have very...
0: I'm looking for a solution that will be acceptable to a majority of the rando worker Americans, and there's so many people who are, like, who are... You can tell by NRA membership, there's so many over-my-dead-body people where it's like, no, 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 no. We aren't literally going to take every gun from every person always, because some of you do live in the mountains and have bears. Like... (laughs) like there is we can find actual workable solutions because the people who own guns for bears also don't want to shoot kindergarteners and I don't want to put them all into the same group this has been last minute politics and we're ending it last minute this time instead of starting it last minute
1: I am Pepper Coyote my name is Elkali. You can find me on Twitch under Elkali and Zanny. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show, my friend.
0: It's been a fun time. And hello, video people. It's to make bye. up for our bad audio quality today. <laughs> okay, we both say bye at the same time. Bye! bye.